stay at home and protect lives. That's the clear warning from the health secretary, Matt Hancock, who says it's not a request, but an instruction. I folks, quick update for me on the campaign against coronavirus. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Finding faster ways to test people who may have the virus. After almost three months, all non-essential shops in England, including clothing retailers and department stores, can reopen today if they stick to strict safety measures. Hello and welcome to Corona Chronicles, where in the coming weeks we will attempt to touch base with a wide range of people from all walks of life to talk about how the current situation is impacting them both professionally and personally, as well as offering a cup full of cheer, some top tips and stats, and most importantly to touch virtual base with a cheery hello. And without the need for hand sanitizer, I'm Nick Randall. More and more people are turning to different forms of therapy since lockdown began, and one that's always in particular demand is hypnotherapy. But how does that work in the socially distanced world we now find ourselves in? Well, who better to ask but the president of the British Society of Clinical Hypnosis himself, also a past guest from our SNS parent strand, Peter Mabbott. And we got Peter on the line right now. Peter, welcome to the programme. How different is hypnotherapy in lockdown? Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, prior to lockdown happening, very few people were doing hypnotherapy online, so to speak. Lockdown happened and people were wondering, how on earth can I get to see my, my therapist? So a lot of therapists had to then try and adapt to doing hypnotherapy online itself via a wide variety of different portals and then realized actually there's not much difference to what we're doing. The one problem that we do have is that typically in a a, a one-to-one hypnotherapy session in person, you can see the entirety of a person. So if somebody is clenching their fist in anxiety or something like that, then we wouldn't necessarily see that on screen. Mm. However, a lot of research has been carried out a little bit before the lockdown period there was an interest in in online therapy coming along and it has been shown that really there is no difference in outcomes for therapy whether you're face-to-face or online the only issue that we might say is it's the preference of the person um some people don't relate to talking to somebody via wi-fi and the internet sure others are very very happy with it you're, you're talking video calls not audio only is there um... it's video calls it tends to be video calls mm. Because uh, what, what we do is a lot of rapport building. It's good to see the person that you're actually talking sure. to. And it's good for them to actually see us. The one issue that we have had um, was, and this is a question I'm often asked, what happens if you get a bad link in the line? Because with hypnotherapy, there's a point in your therapy session where you're doing the hypnosis. So what happens if the line goes down? Well, most of the time the line is very, very good. Before we get to the hypnosis, we tend to pick up on the quality of the line. And if that's the case, then you can do a recording based around the information you've gained from your clients and then email that recording to the client. And that would be an audio recording? Audio recording, yes. Right. And what concerns, uh, without breaking any specific confidences, have you been hearing about from your clients? Uh, I mean, is there anything different, obviously, with the pressures of lockdown? 
lot to do with loneliness, a lot to do with the fact that they feel a bit like um, they're, they're literally in prison. Yeah. So um, you've got kind of got that uh, uh, locked-in fever that people just want to get out. Um, what I have noticed over the past couple of weeks, and it really has been just over the past couple of weeks, people are now presenting a lot more depressed they're starting to really feel depressed, even with, you know, the, as we're recording, we're, the lockdown is being kind of lifted. It's not enough for a lot of people. They're feeling that they can't go about their daily lives, their normal lives at the moment. And there is concern about potential second wave and concern about what happened to them if there is a second wave. So, a depressed state of mind for many there are also some who are now affected by stress with regard to their jobs and um, income and so on but at the moment it has been depression Mm. so how do you help the feelings of say feeling like they're in prison when they are in lockdown i mean are there sort of particular techniques that we can all embrace to help uh, help ourselves it's yes i mean we use particular mindful techniques of being very present and in the moment, not necessarily thinking too much about what was and not thinking too much about what will be, just acceptance of the here of the now. Um, And then from that particular acceptance of the here of the now um, and feeling calm and comfortable about that, we then can, within hypnotherapy, we will potentially put in suggestions that this is only a transient period of time, Mm. that you will be um, uh, be able to get back outside, meet up with your friends, etc. But in the moment, just focus on the here, on the now, and relax into that. Yes. And of course, as you were saying, you know, a lot of people now lockdown is starting to ease. It's That's great mm. for some people, but there are others who are watching all this on the news, people going out shopping, etc., who, because of health uh, uh, issues, um, don't get to have the same privileges. No, not at all. And that for some, it's becoming more than just a bit of an issue. It's becoming oh, a right. big issue mm-hmm. you because know, they're being a lot, you know, they, they literally, they do feel like prisoners in their own home sure. and that they cannot risk stepping outside very much at all because they are scared that they'll end up with COVID and end up dying potentially. Yeah. There's somebody I know who uh, is so scared of going out because she also has ME, um, but mm. apparently there's a really quiet sort of a, a lake nearby, and I was saying, surely for 20 minutes you can get out. And this person was convinced that even if somebody had passed within like three hours, and this is in the outside, then she might be in danger of getting the virus, and that, which I think is slightly hysterical, but I can understand people who are in that position getting themselves into a real state where they just they're, they're terrified uh, irrationally terrified yes i mean there is there is this element of health neurosis that's coming up sure um people are getting obsessed and paranoid about touching surfaces and okay we do need to have an awareness that surfaces we can transmit the virus etc um but they're getting totally totally paranoid about it um i i've been working with someone and you know there's a lot about this i've changed to protect confidentiality um but part of what we've been doing is helping to break down this neurosis in order to get this person out and about a bit in a very, very safe way Mm. and to be able to connect in with 
with real life that's out there. I mean, it is, as you say, it's breaking back neurosis, isn't it? Though, I mean, uh, mm. again, is it is it sort of um, mindfulness techniques and, uh, and things like that? It's also psychoeducation, um, bringing okay. in, trying to educate about what we know about transmission, what we know about um, the rate of the virus in the area and and what the safety limits are for people who are going out. People who are, are picking up on, on reading the internet, reading these, these sort of scaremongering stories on the internet and all of these things that people are saying that have been completely fabricated mm. but are written as though they you know such and such an expert says it's true yes and a lot of this started in the very early days you know there was, there was this whole round of messages going around on facebook and twitter that were going you know such and such an expert in such and such a country has said that if you go out and do this you're likely to die yes um and people have picked up on that from the early stages. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of them are still are still holding on to that. Mm. Whereas you've got the other extreme of it where people are thinking, oh, well, the numbers are going down. Hey, let's go out and not socially distance anymore. Quite. And so the risk is is there that, that you've got the two extremes, people who are hiding away to, to the, their own psychological detriment mm. um, as opposed to the others who are going out there with you know a little bit of denial going on and potentially risking a getting it themselves and b spreading the um, pandemic uh, you know allowing the the numbers to go up again with the pandemic are there any other interesting patterns emerging um since lockdown or, or any data you're collecting by you or your colleagues of what we're also yes what we are noticing is that in the sort of middle zone you know not the overly neurotic people and the ones who are in denial in the middle zone people are looking to be more healthy mm. um it's going to be an interesting thing in post-covid world whether or not this continues but people are seemingly eating more healthily um they're taking greater responsibility with personal exercise and so on and so forth so with that respect that's a particularly good thing that seems mm. to be um coming out sure but um I'm associating lockdown with a lot of people putting on a lot of weight, ordering a lot of takeaways and watching a lot of telly, a lot of Netflix, unless that's just me. <laughs> no, um, I will hold my hand up to um, not necessarily the takeaways, but uh, mm. watching a lot of Netflix and yeah. and also watching uh, or eating probably some of the wrong things. Mm. But that was the other thing. People, uh, it became very obvious on the social media that people are suddenly re-engaged with cooking at home. Mm, yes. So hundreds of pictures of, of cakes and uh, bread that people were making. Um, and they, uh, that, that was a wonderful thing, but eat too many of those and the weight does seem to pile on. It's yes, really interesting. Course. The other element um, that I've been hearing sort of through the people who I've been working with and a couple of friends is when they're talking about, right, let's all go on holiday. A lot of people are saying, well, when we can go on holiday, it seems to be they're wanting to do something healthy. Mm. So um, not necessarily going out and drinking the um, uh, the bars dry, but <laughs> yes. going out and, and doing healthy walking and going somewhere nice where you can get mm. good food. But I don't know whether that's just a reaction to the here and the now. 
old patterns die hard. Yes. So, you know, if you're kind of used to doing one thing, when you can't do it, it's great setting up intent to continue doing the new behavior. But when you step back outside, the old behavior can kick in. So, um, so that's where therapies like hypnotherapy can come in. You've got your your new behavioral pattern and hypnotherapy can help people move on from that, you know, continue sure. it um, going post-COVID. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it actually leads to my next question. Um, lockdown and any future possible lockdowns, is this seen as a good time to change who we are in lockdown, change our mindset in a sort of like long-term positive way? And obviously hypnotherapy can work into that. Say, for example, things we want to change for years, like stopping smoking, weight loss, uh, amount of alcohol we, we drink, exercise, or any other specific life goals. I think it is. And I think we're seeing that. Um, mm. People, as I say, people are looking to live a healthier lifestyle people are reducing uh the amount that they're drinking not so sure with cigarette smoking um poor people in south africa who uh during their lockdown which is still ongoing they banned the sale of cigarettes so poor south africans there's a lot of people in with um, nicotine withdrawal there yes. but <laughs> um Certainly with alcohol, certainly with with healthy eating, weight management, and a lot of people are looking at the new way of working as well. Mm. Um, Lots of people going from working in an office to working at home. Mm. And it is a good chance to be able to sit back and reflect and review your life and start building up on the new things you're wanting to do. A lot of people have taken that opportunity and are saying right well i'm i'm going to be doing this i've decided i've taken up this particular hobby oh i really enjoy that well maybe i'll see about how i can integrate that into a career Mm -hmm. um and also a lot of people who have been in a position where their career has been basically smashed Mm. um and are looking at creating something new so these little home industries uh are starting to evolve online industries Mm. and so on yes we've had some people on (laughs) like that yes um and that's also a good thing Mm. because it's it's kind of focusing people in um on actually what their own skills are and potentially creating a much better work-life balance and a much more enjoyable work-life balance Are people increasingly turning to hypnotherapy uh, to help with a range of emotional issues? Has the volume sort of increased since not lockdown, have you noticed? Uh, The volume decreased for a bit within my own personal practice. The volume decreased a bit Mm. until people kind of got used to the idea. I think people thought, right, well, we'll wait until lockdown's over. It's only going to be three weeks and then we'll start going for therapy again. What then seemed to happen was everyone realised, well, actually, it's not going to be three weeks. It's going to be a lot longer. And then it started to to come back. And, you know, I'm personally very busy now with therapy, um, with online therapy. Mm. So, yes, people are, are connecting a lot more to it than they were beforehand. Hypnotherapy was on the ascendancy anyway prior to lockdown. And apart from this sort of initial three-week cessation of of interest or pause button, as you know, I probably refer to it, it suddenly it's it's got very popular again mm-hmm. to the extent that some of us, you know, one of the things, what project that I'm involved in is creating an online therapy centre. Um, wow, that's very progressive. 
Oh yes, it's uh, it's big stuff international. So, uh, mm. but this has come as a result of partly as a result of lockdown, partly as a result of stuff that we were doing prior to this. And if um, you know people wanted your services uh, personally or or for the general team you work with, how do we uh, we grab you? Well, I mean, people can can contact me directly on email, uh, which is Peter at petermabbott.net, which is P-E-T-E-R-M-A-B-B for Bravo, U-T-T for Tango. Mm -hmm. Um, And with regard to to anything like that with training or therapy, they can contact me there and I'll be able to have a nice chat with them. Just as a final sort of wrap-up, give us perhaps just a technique that just might help us if we're feeling a bit stressed or worried, but, you know, don't necessarily need a hypnotherapist, but just perhaps something we could do ourselves just to, to calm our souls. Yes, one of the um, uh, one of the nice techniques, which it's got a very strong scientific basis and a neurological basis to it, is a simple thing called Seven Eleven breathing. Um, it's a breathing technique, and very simply, what you do is you breathe through your nose and you breathe in slowly for seven seconds. And then you breathe out slowly for 11 seconds and just keep repeating that cycle of breathing. If you want, you can imagine breathing in the color of peace or breathing in the feeling of peace or or something like that. And as you breathe out, you can imagine breathing out the stress or the tension, breathing out the color of stress or tension. And doing that cycle several times just basically gets will start to calm you down and the science for those who want to know is what deep rhythmic breathing like that does is it stimulates something called the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is part of our parasympathetic nervous system which basically means you rest and chill out a little bit so whenever you're feeling tense or upset or anxious uh 7-11 breathing will certainly help to bring down that feeling of anxiety if you're lying in bed not able to sleep a little bit of 7-11 breathing will help you to move more towards the rest and then potential sleep um, as well and what an easy way to remember it 7-11 just like the store <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's what always made me laugh a little bit about it um but it is and that's one of the reasons why i've always remembered it there are many other techniques but any slow, rhythmic, deep breathing exercise, it will calm people down. Well, that's a wonderful way to end this uh, this chat, Peter. I hope everybody at home is listening to that and, and chilling out as we speak. Peter Mabbott, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Thank you very much. Peter Mabbott there. Well, now it's time for the latest corona-related world news, dated Sunday the 21st of June, as we're recording. A leading scientist has said that the UK's quarantine rule for travellers should be dropped as soon as possible because it's completely useless. Professor Peter Pyatt from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine said introducing the rule only made sense at the beginning of the outbreak, warning that now it was damaging the economy. The Health Secretary Matt Hancock has suggested the government will set out plans this week to reduce the two-metre social distancing rule in England by introducing other restrictions. Mr Hancock said that any change will come with safety measures to limit the risk of spreading coronavirus. 
Spain has reopened its borders to most European countries, with traffic again flowing along roads into France and international arrivals at the airports no longer required to quarantine. A state of emergency has now ended, allowing Spain's tourist industry to get back to work. Local outbreaks have caused a spike in the coronavirus reproduction rate in Germany, but officials say this doesn't mean there's been a nationwide increase. Most cases are in the state of North Rhine-Westphalia, where more than a 1,000 workers at the country's biggest meat processing plant have tested positive. The outbreak has been blamed on cramped and unhygienic working conditions. U.S. President Donald Trump has held his first campaign rally since the U.S. coronavirus lockdown began in front of a smaller-than-expected crowd. Mr. Trump had boasted earlier this week that almost a million people had requested tickets for the event at Tusla's Bank of Oklahoma Center. But the 19,000-seat arena was far from full, and plans for him to address an outside overflow area were abandoned. The theatre director, Sir Nicholas Heitner, has warned that the entire art sector has been left on the brink of ruin by the coronavirus pandemic. He said many shows would not be financially viable until social distancing had ended. Heitner added that a lack of revenue was making it impossible for theatres to plan future productions. And finally, supermarket queues and the fear of lockdown food shortages have inspired a new generation of backyard veg growers. But what if your outside space is tiny? Well, a website called Vertical Veg, which encourages gardeners with limited space to think beyond the horizontal, has had a lot more traffic recently. Growing your own from a balcony or window ledge not only improves your well-being and immediate environment, you can actually grow a lot of veg, says Mark Dridstill-Smith, who runs the website. He calculated that by his second year, he was producing more than 80 kilograms of food, worth almost £900 in supermarket prices. He admits drainage is sometimes a problem for balcony gardeners. You don't want water dripping on your downstairs neighbours. But if you can solve that problem, the advantages include better light and fewer pests than at ground level. And that's today's news. Well, that's it for this edition. If you want to email us about anything at all, uh, the address is coronachronicleshow at gmail.com. Until next week, this is Nick Randall saying take care and look after yourselves. Goodbye.